Hello, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the podcast, Players in the Game of Life. Today I want to ask you a question. This is not a informational thing is in the sense of I'm trying to tell you what to do. I just really wanted to know and do want you to think about what is it that stops people nowadays from going to church. My idea, if you would ask me and I'm glad you did, that uh, I believe it's a forgiveness issue. Not all of it, but some of it is a forgiveness issue. And the biggest person in the world to forgive is yourself. But we also have to learn how to forgive other people. Let me use a text from the Bible to give more attention or to give an example of what I'm talking about. I'd like to go to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, the 9th through the 11th verse. Hear ye these words. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But listen to this in verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, and by the Spirit of our God. My brothers and sisters, something has gone dreadfully wrong when someone who professes faith in Christ continues to live according to the same sinful patterns exhibited before salvation. And I don't mean that you don't fall into or you may backslide. I'm talking about people who continuously do these things. The Bible tells us that sometimes we have to remember where we come from. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked yourself, have I committed the unpardonable sin? Or can I ever be free from the weight of this guilt? Or even, will God forgive every sin? I have good news for you. Your loving Heavenly Father will forgive you and all your sins. You can be released today. I mean right now from your sins if you will do what God says. The Apostle Paul dealt with an instance of gross sexual immorality in the Corinthian church. A man was sleeping with his stepmother. Against that backdrop, Paul wrote, Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed. And I repeat, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by, our, and by the Spirit, rather, of our Lord and our God, our Heavenly Father. I think if you say it twice, you get it. This passage holds three great messages for us. First, it tells us that 
sin is sin. God does not differentiate between one type of sin and another. All sin is sin. Most of us wouldn't consider slanderers in the same sin boat as thieves, but sin is sin. Some people wouldn't put murderers in the same book on the same table as they would put, uh, let's say, child abusers or people who run red lights. But sin is sin. Second, it tells us that sin is a lifestyle, a state of being. Paul declared that sin had been the identity of the Corinthians. Sin had been their all-consuming character. Paul called them former thieves, people had, who had stolen as a way of life. He didn't say some of you had one too many drinks on occasion. He said some in the Corinthian church were drunkards. Sin isn't just something you do. Rather, sin or sinfulness is something you are from birth. Third, it tells us that all types of sin can be forgiven. Paul declared, and such were some of you. And when Paul reminded them that they had been washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of God, the Corinthians, as sorry a group of sinners as ever came together as a church, found a new life and a new identity in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, God will forgive all sins. To him, sin is sin. And the only thing that covers us or, or, or makes him not see us in our sinful state is the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus died on the cross so that we all may have life and have it more abundantly. But life without the protection or without God in it is not life it's merely an existence the bible teaches us one of the and one of the first verses that 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 i ever learned was for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever that means anybody everybody i don't care what they did what they are doing god says come to me as you are he wasn't talking about how you dress he was talking about your state of being, how you are. You cannot fix it by yourself. Some of us have already tried. Have you ever tried to fix something by yourself and end up coming and finding out that you were in worse shape than you were before? My brothers and sisters, that's what I'm talking about. Nothing is beyond God's forgiveness. No sin is too great or too awful for God to forgive. No person is so deep in sin, so ingrained in a wicked lifestyle, so steeped in evil that he or she cannot be saved. Oh, that's good news for somebody today. Because I don't know where you came from, but I wasn't always the type of person that, that just was exhuming with good qualities. I, I, I didn't just perspire holiness. You know, and, and, and every word that came out of my mouth was not words of, of uh, encouragement. Sometimes they were just downright evil. Sometimes they were just nasty. But God, and guess what people, let me tell you a secret. Everybody's 
gotta but God in their life. God can do with you what you can't do with or for yourself. And guess what else? He made you. He knows everything about you. You can't hide from him. God will forgive you. But you know what? This is the kicker. You can't forgive yourself. You don't believe that whatever it is that you have done is so bad that God will not forgive you. But let me explain this too. Just because God forgives you does not mean that you don't have to pay the consequences for what you've done. But again, here's another shouting part. Grace and mercy is God's to give when and who he wants to give it to. You know, it's strange that sometimes we as human beings may look at somebody else who doesn't look like us, walk like us, or talk like us, have a sin that we don't have any part of, and we look at them like they're on their way to hell. The reason we hear so much from Christian people, or from even other people, they say, you can't judge me. The Bible says, judge lest ye be judged. Which means this in essence, don't judge me by the word of God, because if you were to be judged by the word of God, you may find, in fact, you will find yourself falling short. And that's the truth. You can't look at a person who is, who, who, who may be a thief and you stealing yourself in adultery. You a married individual and cheating on your wife. Or cheating on your husband. Satan knows exactly what you like. And I'm going to tell you something brothers and sisters. I'm going to tell you why people sin. Or why some people sin. It's not everybody. But why some people sin. Some people sin because it feels good. For a moment. And then something comes over you. And you find out that. I wished I never would have done it. Have you ever been in a position. Where you say to yourself. I wished I never would have did that. I wished I never would have laughed or smiled in his face or in her face. I wished I never would have took her to dinner. I wished I never would have cooked dinner for him. It's a whole lot of stuff going on, my brothers and sisters, that we need to be forgiven for. But we need to forgive other people. Look at this. The Bible teaches when we when let's just listen when you when you when you say the the Lord's Prayer and you say forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now if you. Forgive other people. Then God. Will forgive you. But if you don't. Forgive other people. Then God will not. Forgive you. He teaches us he says. How will people know that you are of me. Or know that you are with me. Or know that you are a follower of me. He say because you will love. Everybody. I didn't say make love to everybody. I said you will love everybody. And that love means that you won't backbite. You won't gossip. You won't talk about behind people's back. You'll stay out of their business. You won't get in theirs. You'll stay in your own lane. Because there are some things that you fall short of. But there's something else that you'll do. You'll encourage. You'll strengthen. You'll pray for that individual who you seem to find some shortcomings in. Because God loves it when you pray for other people besides yourself. You know this thing that God does and bless us. 
He doesn't just bless us for us. He blesses us for other people. Who have you blessed? Who have you prayed for? I know the hardest thing in the world is for us to sometimes forgive people who have done wrong to us. People who have got on your last Christian or carnal mind. Got on your last Christian or carnal nerve. Those people who have just said things. You don't know how he talked to me. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they stole from me. You don't know what they called me. You don't know the lie that they told upon me. God says forgive them. When you do forgive them, you heap hot coals upon their head. They expect for you to go off. They expect for you to use those 12 letter words and those four letter words, you know. And I'm not talking about cursing anybody. I'm talking about cussing somebody. Or just because you're a Christian don't mean you didn't forget how to cuss. Sometimes you feel like you want to just do it anyway. Just on general principle. But that's not what we do anymore. Yes, we used to do a lot of things. We used to be a whole lot of ways that we aren't anymore. Oh my God. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's something else. But the people really, and, and where does this come in at where people... You know, they, they look at church folks and they say, I don't want to be in that because they're all hypocrites. Well, guess what? You are a hypocrite too in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So if you go into a church that's perfect, when you walk in the door, that's anybody. That, that church is no longer perfect because there's no human being under the face, on the face of this earth, under the canopy of heaven, who is perfect. And guess what? You're not going to create. You're not going to make anything that's perfect. You're not going to make a perfect child. You're not going to have a perfect job. You may have something that just works for you. And that way it's perfect for you. But if is it is it perfect without any flaws? No, it's not. They say there are diamonds with no flaws. That's a lie too. All diamonds have flaws. They just don't have as big of flaws as some of the others that that are, are clouded and all messed up but they have flaws there's nothing flawless nothing flawless the only thing and the only person that was ever flawless on this earth was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ but I'm gonna tell you even with all that the hardest person to forgive my brothers and sisters as I said once before is you and sometimes with our stinking thinking if you won't forgive how in the world do you expect anybody else to forgive? You live with guilt and shame and resentment and all of this and you want to add that and treat other people the way that you think they should be treated. But you don't want to be treated like that. True enough, the biggest thing going now is homosexuality. But God tells us to love them. And if they need anything, they need the love of God. They need our love. They don't need you to sit up there and ridicule them and talk bad about them. That's bad. Do you know you even have children today that are sitting up saying that they are gay, but they know they're not? You know why some of them do it? Because some of them are nerds. And people always pick on the nerves. We got bullies out here, brothers and sisters, that pick on nerds. Pick on people that are different than them. But one thing they do know, that Dealing with homosexuality and abusing homosexuals is a hate crime. So if you mess with one of them like that, one thing they know for sure that if you mess with me, 
you have the tendency or, or, or there's a possibility that you may be judged for a hate crime and do some time. That's why they're doing it. Instead of parents and friends and relatives and sometimes the church, especially the church I feel, were to talk to people about these are still human beings. God made them. Did he make them gay? That's another subject for another time. But believe me, I will get into it. But right now, if that is what stopped, if that is any of the things that's stopping you from going to church, I believe it's forgiveness, but it's forgiveness of a whole lot of other things. You can't talk to people. You can't identify with people. No, you can't identify with them because they don't do what you do. But guess what? Sometimes you don't do what they do either. So they think you different. They think you odd. They think you crazy. And that's anybody that's doing anything contrary to the will of God. As it said, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. But guess what? Sin is sin to God. And whatever you do that stops you from getting in is a sin. But there are all types of sin. And that's just some of them. That's not all of them. What sin have you committed that would possibly stop you from going to heaven? What sin have you committed that makes you not idealistic for friendship? What sin have you committed that no one loves you? Nobody. Or you think nobody loves you. God looked past all of our flaws. All of our faults and so our needs. From the book of Beyonce, she sits up and tells everybody that she can be a bee sometimes. And she can be a train wreck sometimes. But whoever she was talking about that loves her in spite of it, I tell people to think about that as your God, as Jesus Christ who went to Calvary's cross to die for you. Irregardless, he did it before you were saved. He did it for everybody before they were yet, while they were yet still sinners, he did it for us. What have you done for him lately? Have you forgiven somebody? Have you loved somebody? Have you encouraged somebody? Try it and see how you feel. We'll carry this on a little later. I got a surprise for you coming up. Hang on in there with me, people. We're going to get deep into this. God bless you and talk to you later.